to full energy From bed right here cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Look on top of the day, couple guess too We're gonna win the trophy, we're overdue Can we do the double, make it deja vu It's a move, London ting, girl, but it's only on the wing Harry's one of our own island It's only got money, but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the shell side, with the shell side With the shell side, what we see With the shell side, with the shell side Now it's a new London thing Yo, yo, actually, yo, 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 because we won today. Shellside Podcast, episode 80, we're getting of age. Hotel Kwabna in the building, what's going down? Brother, what's going down? Apparently goals and the, the lane, mate, that's what's going down, apparently. But uh, Well, that's plural, not... we're being desperate for pluralisation yeah. of goals. <laughs> we have not been able to say goals in how long, bro? Flipping bad, man. God, you know what? Yeah, man, I've been having a lot of conversations about what this new era might look like. But, um, yeah, man, we uh, we beat Brentford. We beat Brentford. So, that's, uh, it's progress. It's progress, man. It's progress. We were, um, we might as well just get straight into it, but we were talking um, beforehand, and I was talking about the importance of getting a run together. Because in every every time Conte has done something special, i.e. won the league, there's always been a ridiculous run of games. So when we lost to Con- when we lost uh, and finished second in the league to Conte's Chelsea, they went on a thirteen winning thirteen game winning streak. Right, this is not unbeaten; it's winning streak, and it ended when they came to the end and they got banged two 0 um, back when. Oh, Dele was Dele. But um, it was like... I, I, uh, and so I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, looking at the run of fixtures that we have, we need to take... Like, the winnable... The quote-unquote... I mean, look, no easy games in the Premier League, etc. Blah, blah. But there are definitely some games that are winnable. And when I look at our, our fixtures now, I feel like it's really important to try and put some kind of run together. Now, I don't expect to be 13... But I do expect it to be like, you know, six, seven at a time. And if we can do that, yeah, if we can do that, then we can really make some uh, some headway in this in this um, in this league. So you say six or seven? Yeah. So you're you've got us down to beat Liverpool at home on the nineteenth of December. Yeah, I am. I'm saying it right now. So they're giving out Christmas presents quite early. No, no, no. It's just that at the end of the day, Liverpool have got to. Liverpool have got to come to. At some point, they've got to. They've got to finish their run, right? That's like that's it. It's like Liverpool can't just. They've got to lose to someone, right? And why can't it be us? Yeah, well, it could be us. I mean, we have beaten them before, but of all the sides. I think we are the worst suited. Not the worst suited. That's the worst matchup for us, the Liverpool matchup. But it's not taken away from your point because obviously the Burnley game got called off. Um, Rumours of they were scared of us. Players out, etc. Didn't want to play us. So they skipped that game. 
that could have been three points, although it was on the back of a tough night in Mura. Um, so who knows what would have happened. But Burnley, Brentford, Norwich on Sunday, Brighton, who was going well at um, the Amex, so not easy. Leicester at the King Power, but they're not going well. And then Liverpool. Then Palace at home. We need revenge. Southampton away, who are not doing too great. And then Watford away. So that's before we get into Chelsea and Arsenal. So I see your point. By the Liverpool game, we shouldn't really be scared. So it's possible to put a run of sorts together. Maybe not the 13-game winning run, but could we go unbeaten? Could we win every game by Liverpool? It's not too bad, the fixture list, I would say. So, if we can get that victory against Liverpool, that would be amazing. But let's just say we expect to go on a long run and pick up many points over Christmas, leading into the January transfer window. And it started with the victory today against Brentford, where we recorded, I can't believe the commentator said this, our biggest victory of the season by two goal margin, 2 0. Embarrassment, man. A flipping embarrassment. Really is. Well, we have come from a very tough period where we have embarrassed ourselves quite regularly and we hold some very embarrassing records. Um, we're not going to talk about those. We're going to talk about the game. The game was entertaining to a degree. Uh, Brentford are a tricky side. They have beaten and taken points off some of the top sides in our division. And they actually played well when they played us in the cup at um, the same stadium. Was it last year? Yeah. season before? Yeah, it was yeah. last year, wasn't it? Yeah, the season they got promoted. So it was never going to be easy. And they've got a forward line with pace and power in Tony and in Bombo. Um, so we came to the game with a settled-ish back five. Sanchez in for um, Tanganga and Skip back in for Winks. And I think that was pretty much what everyone expected. And it's basically the Conte 11 that he likes to use. I fully agreed with Glenn Hoddle on the, on the commentary when he said that he thinks... Sanchez has been put in there with a point to prove after his dreadful performance against Mura. And, yeah, and I, I, I agreed with that. I thought that it would have been easy to put Tanganga in there because, obviously, Sanchez had had such a poor game. But I think the opportunity he gave him to show some character and to stand up and be counted... There was there there was a more wobbly moment um, where he was forced back. There was like a weird kind of um, lapse in concentration where he let the ball run for longer than he should have done, and then it obviously didn't come to anything. But aside from that, I felt like he did. He did play a more compass game, um, and so I think the sides now. I think we're getting to that stage where. They're starting to understand what Conte wants from them to the point where he can just take off certain people and bring them in to those same positions and they know what they're supposed to deliver. I think, in general, was I happy with the game? 
definitely saw more of what I, I mean there was more attacking threat than we've seen recently which was nice I thought that the the wing back continued to offer creativity and opportunity I just don't think it's like sustainable and I think a part of that was reflected in the fact that Skip was more adventurous with his passing this match than he has been in the past and that he's been known for right so they say at under 21s and in the youth teams and for England like he's way more on the not way more he's not like a flipping Ronaldinho but he's he looks forward way more than he has shown for us so far right and I think if you're going to have a pivot of Hoybier and Skip then someone's got to do it and for me Hoybier's passing has been off massively um, for quite a while now so given that outlook on what we've done so far and how that game went like what have you like learnt from the first three games of the Conte era including Mora or not including Mora let's not talk about Mora so what have we had we've had Leeds yep and we've had Everton Everton which was a draw I tell you what I've learnt I've learned that we need to learn to play with a five. It doesn't, it's not organic to a lot of the team. Even though one would argue the likes of a Region and Royale would suit um, a 3 5 2 or 3 4 3. Um, I think for a lot of the team, it takes some getting used to. Um, I've learned that. Conte is probably starting with the basics. I hope he's starting with the basics, but he's very conservative. Uh, against in two home games now, against Leeds and Brentford, both who are not really top ten sides, top six sides, he has made six substitutes. Four of which have been defensive-minded. Now, we didn't need to go for any of those games and go for the win. But why take our foot off the pedals in games? Now, again, this is why I say starting with basics, because we haven't had a clean sheet in a long while. I know we had it against Everton, but at home we haven't had one. So he wanted the clean sheet. He wanted a comfortable win. And I'm sure he would much rather win every game 2-0 than 4-3. Yeah, I mean, Italians say that. <laughs> well, not Italians, but it was that favourite quote from Calavaro, right? That if the game finishes, they'll know the perfect game because no one made a mistake. So, yeah. I mean, and, and, you, and you see that, and we've had that with Mourinho, and we almost got that with Nuno, and now we've got it with Conte. And it's not the Spurs' DNA, but I think we've gone away from that and we need to just win games and and be wise and smart. And I keep on going back to the Conte Chelsea because they were similar. However, they had more players with more know-how. Mm. So today when we went 2-0 up and we took off Son, Lucas, and we were left with a midfield of Skip, Hoybeer and Winks, I'll be honest with you, I was prepared to switch off my TV. <laughs> no, in all, I kid you not, Governor, in all honesty, I was like, uh, this is not going to be pretty. 
At that point, we had Davies, Dyer, Sanchez on the field. Oh, no, no, he brought on Tanganga, didn't he? Um, Davies, Dyer, Winks, Skip, Hoybier, and two fullbacks, right? Mm. We were never getting another goal. And had Brentford managed to score one, it would have been very interesting what Conte would have done to react. Because he did bring on Bergwijn, but Bergwijn was a replacement for Son. So, yeah, very conservative. Man. That midfield is like it's like going out for like a pizza and someone ordering the four cheeses, like thinking they're being adventurous. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Or even margarita. No, see, see margarita is a classic. You can leave it that. It is a classic. But you, it is what, a classic. The four cheeses guys think that they're doing something special by getting extra cheeses. But Jeez. like, are you really? You're not. You're not doing Just that. sprinkle some parmesan yeah, on top. You're not, you're not doing that. Now, I see what you mean, man. And I think it's... I think it's part of that thing we discussed about, right? If we're going to just continue to look at the west, to left backs and the right backs, wing backs even for, for creativity. And when you look at it, you're like, oh, even in that time, right? The skill set that's available on the bench, and I know people are probably sick of me talking about Dobele. I know they're sick of me, but I just don't care. I just don't care. No, no, but no, no. Can I say something? Yeah, go on. I'm going to cut you there. Yeah, Sorry. Go on. Let's talk about Dombele now, because I can guarantee you. Dombele, if an offer, the right offer comes in January, Dombele's gone. So let's talk about Dombele as much as we want. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, I just feel like with his skill set, right, it, you bring on Winks because he he's good at retaining possession, right? He's a tidy... Is he, though? He's a tidy, is he, though? On paper, let's forget about what he actually is, right? On paper, let's think about what what, what Conde thinks that he's going to be bringing to the team, right? He's going to bring in someone who can... He's tidy in possession... Supposedly adventurous when he needs to, but he really is. Uh, can recycle the ball, right? I feel like if you if you look at those, if you look at those attributes versus what the output is, you can get that. You can achieve the same things through a nombre, whereas his ceiling is way higher. So why would you not play him? And I know people keep on talking about oh, his mentality. He's this, that, and the other. I'm bored to death with that argument because. When people say, um, yeah, every manager's come in, he's not done anything, no one, no, none of the managers fancied him, blah, blah. Pochettino doesn't count because he was injured the majority of the time. And so that didn't work out. And then we had Mourinho, who questioned his, his fitness. But once his fitness was up to scratch, he played every game. He played every game. People forget that. He played a lot of matches under Mourinho. And then Mason came in. I'm sorry, like... The context is important, man. If you've got, like, a, a kid, like, coming into coaching, sometimes that's just not going to resonate, right? And that's, and they've been grown they've been grown men. Look at Sarri at, at Chelsea. When they didn't respect him, they got him, he was gone. He was gone, right? And this is a coach. He had coached big size. He had experience. He's a grown man, right? He's a grown man. He could be their, any of their dads. So, like, the context is important. Whatever the, whatever the thing is now, whatever Conte is doing, right, I still think there's potentially an opportunity for nobody to come in because I remember when Fabregas wasn't playing under him at Chelsea, right? And then when he needed a little bit of creativity towards the end of the season, not just maybe like the last third of the season, when he needed things to change, he brought Fabregas in. When he was at Inter and things got stale and he wasn't playing, he was adamant he didn't want Ericsson, then yeah, Ericsson came yeah. in because he realises that it's not sustainable to have creativity come from him all the time. It doesn't matter how good your your fullbacks are. They've got too much of a job to do. If you bring in a creative midfielder, his job is to create. If you give, if you put in the wingbacks, they've got to do both jobs. So it's hard. It's hard. And once the people 
Denied a space out wide. What are you going to do? You need someone to unlock. And each one of those players I've named, Fabregas and Ericsson, have successfully created numerous opportunities in the leagues that they played in. So that's not... Wow. You can't... Yeah. You can't it's, so to me, I think to even think about getting rid of Nombele when he's the only person... Look, he's the only person at a club that does what he does. But I, I think he's the only player in the world who does what he does. So the job, the job should be... Look... He's come to a new. He's come to a new um, country. He's just become a father. We don't know mentally what's he going hasn't on. He just come though. Yeah, okay, just not come. just come. Well, but no, not just come. But fine. But what I'm trying to say is that he's he's become a, he's become a father. There's probably a lot going on in his head. This idea that we just dismiss all the time, like oh, you know, he's just not pulling his weight. He's just lazy. It's a it's a that in itself is a lazy argument. I don't know what's going on with him. What I do know is that it's Conte's job to get the best out of him. Because when Harry Kane was sulking, no one said, oh, he's lazy, or oh, get him out of the club. Said people want, want Conte to get the best out of them, writing articles about how he's going to make it, he's going to resurrect him like he did to Lukaku and blah, blah, blah. That's those kind of articles they're writing. The same thing goes for Dombele. And, and that, that, that kind of takes me to, unless you've got anything to add. I do yeah, have one on. thing to add. Winks couldn't recycle a plastic bottle, by the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... You talked about recycling possession. I have no faith in Winks. But obviously Conte does. Conte definitely does. Dombele, I mean, your argument's very valid. Two key points in Ericsson and Fabregas and the moments where they were frozen out and when they were needed and brought in to good success. So fair points there. Maybe Dombele won't be sold in January. I just think I think we are we've got a responsibility, man. We've got a responsibility. In any other situation, you invest in that anywhere else, that kind of money, for something that's potentially that great, you work your backside to make it happen. You make it, you work your backside to get it. And, and he is one of the best... He's one of the best coaches in the world and he's gotten something, a tune out of some players who weren't that great um, because they bought into a system. There's got to be a little bit of leeway here because it just, the talent's too great. But... Again, let's not let's not do that. So when we think about what are the players that we have available now, what do you think our spine should be? Because I have been very critical of Eric Dyer, right? I have been. Today, Whoa, sounds like a change. Today, go on. Today, I thought he was good. I'm oh, hold I'm on. Not, I'm not going to talk <clears> like he's. Get, Lero, we need some special effects. I don't know what it's going to be. But can we have some special listen, effects listen, like listen, breaking listen. glass? No, 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 no. Lyra, allow it, man. Allow it. <laughs> uh, and then, the thing is, today he was accomplished. There were times where he made decisions. Uh, other times where where I've seen him take those same situations, become indecisive, and it leading to mistakes. Today, even if it meant getting into Rosette, he did it. Right, he played a very nice ball to um, Regulong in the in the first half. He was commanding, you know. It was, it was refreshing to see, and it made me feel like we can get through games against the likes of Brentford, which we should be able to do. Brentford, Norwich, whatever, without Romero, and who knows, man, we might be able to get a decent points return by the time Romero gets back. Um, but I kind of, so I'm looking at, I'm thinking, what should our spine be, right, Larice? To me, it's still a world-class keeper, right? I think he's been... I was probably possibly one of the most underappreciated players in Tottenham's recent uh, recent years. Um, yeah. I think, based on the players we have available, Dyer is there. And the centre-back the center three should be built around him, which is... It's tough for me to say, but 
That's that's where we are. That's where we are. It's a fact. It's where we are. And then I say skip. And Dombele should be actually be our pivot because I think Hoybier, I think he just needs a break, man. He just he looks like someone who needs a break. And because of his warrior mentality and the whole Viking that guy goes off and he just he's so passionate and blah blah, blah that's all fantastic and stuff. <laughs> but when you're doing that, and you're screaming and your your tackles are misplaced and your passes are misplaced, and we know it's not because you're crap. We know it's not because you're bad. We just know you're going through a bit of a slump because you paid that every minute that God has sent, right? So give him a break. Skip is growing in that role. Don't halt his progress. Let him flourish. And then, to me, Kane is a uh, Kane is currently a. I mean, to say that he's a passenger is too far. But when you look at what Son is doing and how he's taking responsibility versus what Kane is doing, Kane's gonna need some more time, man. Of course, he's gonna need some more time. But it's tough watching him right now, man. It's really tough and frustrating watching him right now. But that's why I see our spine as. What would you change? It's hard. Well, you can't argue with Larice. Let's just get that out of the way. Can't argue with Larice. Uh, you said based on currently fit players, like we can only choose the fit players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really want to say Eric Dyer. I mean, Ivan and Tony did run off of him for his chance. Maybe he wasn't his man. Maybe he was Davies's man. But he ran in behind Dyer. I guess there was no communication, so maybe I can't pin that on Dyer. But he has done what you would expect him to do. I just fear that we're basing this on recent games, Brentford, Everton and Leeds. And neither team have a Premier League, um, what's the word I'm looking for? renowned striker. So no disrespect to Tony. This is his first season. I think he's only scored two Premier League goals. Everton were missing Calvert-Lewin and Leeds were missing Bamford. Very good points. Very good points. So when you have that sharp centre forward with know-how, with movement, with that first touch that gets him away, that's when I want to see Eric Dyer be commanding. Both those players, Bamford and especially Calvert-Lewin, have troubled Dyer in the past. But it's what we've got right now. Obviously, I want to see Romero playing in the centre of the free where he played for Atalanta, but Conte seems to like him to the right of Dyer. So, yeah, it has to be Dyer because he's, we, we haven't even seen Rodon. And apparently, Rodon is supposed to be... The reason he's not getting a look in is because he sees him as a central um, centre-back or in the free, and obviously he has to displace Dyer. And if Dyer's not playing badly, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Skip impressed me today. Skip has impressed me in moments in the past. He hasn't been as consistent as I would like. He is young. It's his first full season in the Premier League. Um, I don't like the fact he got five yellow cards out of ten. That got him an early suspension. Mm-hmm. That's something he needs to watch. But yeah, if he can pass forward, then I'll take Skip. Hoybier probably does need that break. His passing has been erratic. Um, I just don't think passing is his bag. I think he sat alongside Dombele and played his best football. And he sat alongside um, James Ward-Prowse and played his best football. Right? So he just pops it off simple, goes on the odd overlapping run, and then um, looks better. 
Son over Kane. Son scored five goals. Yeah. Kane is actually looking like a man for the very first time in his Spurs career is actually frightened of scoring a goal. He's actually got very little confidence in front of goal um, for Spurs at the moment. And people talk about, oh, well, he's not getting chances. He may not be getting multiple chances a game, but he's not Andy Cole, right? That's never been labelled at him, that he needs three chances to score one goal. Kane needs one chance to score one goal. That's always been the Kane that we've had, right? And he has had big chances in games this season. Probably four or five big chances you can probably think about in the last four or five games. And he hasn't bagged. So you can't talk about, oh, he needs chances. He's getting them. He's just not putting them away. At all, man. At all. He just looks like... I don't think it's fair to say... Maybe it's a bit too far to say that he looks bereft of confidence. But In front of goal. In front of goal he does. Yeah, maybe. Because he played some balls today which were like... You know, Kane in his bag kind of passes, but they just in his bag though, dropping deep, keep yeah. on dropping deep, not him finding himself in the penalty area. That chance he had today, that's Kane all day long. Just roll it round yeah, the goalkeeper, yeah, yeah. open your body up and curl yeah. it round with your right foot if you want. Yeah, didn't do it. Chance against Leeds doesn't really do anything. He's not really being decisive in front of goal, and that tells me he's lacking confidence. I don't know if there are tactical changes that need to be cha- need to be made to get more out of him because the whole idea was to now Conte was here to have him playing more in the penalty area, and that was going to be a big fundamental change rather than him dropping deep like he did to Arthur Mourinho. So that's clearly not happening. Um, well, not clearly not happening. Let me not say that. I felt like he has led the line, but then his most meaningful contributions were, have been when he's dropped deep, which is just not what I want. But if you don't have any creativity in midfield, that's what's going to continue to happen. Yeah, we're not getting up the park as a unit. That's why. I mean, we touched on this last week. Kane is dropping deep. Fullbacks are bombing forward. The fullbacks are not good enough, really. They tried it today, at least Regulon did, to try and beat his man. Um, unless we're on the counter we're having to look for diagonals, right? Yeah. In behind. Um, and that's kind of where we are. And Kane is the only one that can play those passes mostly, I say. Skip did a lovely pass to Kane today for his chance. But I feel like that's why Kane's dropping deeper and deeper for this system. Um, I'm just going to move off Kane for a second. I just want to talk about the, the evolution of Region. Okay. I and it's not necessarily oh Regulon played great today uh, I know he scored the winner against Leeds what I'm liking about Regulon is the positions he's actually finding himself in right the position he found himself in for the goal obviously it was a free kick but mentality of a striker as Conte said to him so he found himself in the box today he's finding himself inside in pockets and not looking to go back out wide once he's received the ball. He's looking to play football in and around, in the mix, from anywhere on the left-hand side. Mm. And why that's an evolution is because, obviously, he was a left-back. And then he was a full-back who went up and down, up and down. As much as if we don't like Ben Davies playing, Ben Davies gives us... Yeah, he gives the license to do that. Yeah, yeah. And Ben Davies also overlaps... And then Reguilón drops back into the free. And it gives another option for Ben to go forward and pop up in pockets as well. But more so, we're seeing a 
different Reguillon than we've seen before. It led to an assist today. It's led to a goal last week. And I think we're going to see more and more of that from Reguillon. His crossing still needs to improve, but Reguillon is going to be very important. And I did say, we need to see five or six goals from our fullbacks in the Conte system if they're providing the creativity, right? Royale needs to do something similar. And if we can get that evolution from him, then I think your question about sustainability of creativity from the fullbacks can be possible. Okay, so, so let's... Now, okay, so having said that, right, you, you've spoken about Rayon. I'm looking at this, this uh, Conte team and I'm looking at the changes that he's implemented. Um, I think since he's, since he's come in, he's, there's a formation he's trying to play. There are patterns of play like dark emerging, right? So I felt yeah. I felt like on definitely on the left hand side today, there were times where Regan picked up the ball, he looked to give it back to Davis, and then and instantly he, Davis, um, sometimes Hobia, sometimes Son, like they knew where to be and they linked up quite well, but it seemed quite formulaic. It's really hard to explain. Yeah. Sometimes when you see, when you see footballers going forward and and it's like they're playing with like a free, joyous kind of you know everyone's getting the ball, touches, moving it quickly, blah blah. It just feels like it's second nature. This felt a bit more regimented, but still effective, right? Still effective. So you can see that their patterns are played starting to emerge. There's some people who it seems like because of their skill set, they're going to shine in majority systems. So Son is someone I believe that is like that. We've seen him consistently manage to adapt to the last four managers that he's played up against. And he's pretty much shone for all of them, right? When we're looking at the, implement, the implementation of the plans that Conte has, who in the squad do you think has been the most impressive so far? Yeah, maybe I, maybe I jumped the gun. I think, do you think it's regular? Yeah, I, I do... I think Reguillon has adapted the most to the system. Okay. Because um, one could argue it's been Dyer. Um, possibly Skip, although he missed the game. But I do think it's Reguillon who's adapted on the pitch, off the pitch, and he's even spoken about the demands of it. And I think maybe that has influenced my decision because I can see and hear firsthand that he's thinking about what Conte wants him to do and I'm seeing different changes in his game in the system on the day in matches mm-hmm. even against Everton he had that chance to score and probably should have should have hit the target and probably should have scored so um, he did get forward before he got forward under Nuno and should have scored against Chelsea don't get me wrong but I'm seeing um, obviously he's more opportunities with Davies there and in a f- um midfield now his position is midfield there's more opportunity so we need him to evolve and I think he's doing so what about you? So this has been a, this has been a tricky one because I think I'm, I'm caught between those who needed to show improvement from what we've seen in the period of time under Nuno and um, and for in some cases um, uh, Mason versus those who come in specifically for the system, right? So Ben Davies has come in for this system, 
right? If this, yep. if this wasn't the formation we were playing, he wouldn't be playing. Like, it's that, it's that simple. But when I look yep. at that, I think the most impressive has probably been, to me, has been Royale. And I say Royale because when he came in, he was described as someone who was fairly athletic, not that good going forward, was a pretty solid right-back, but not spectacular, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not really that great going forward, but, like, was okay defensively. I've actually seen him be way more physical than I expected him to be, way more athletic. Mm-hmm. And while he hasn't got the technical ability... Well, let me not say he hasn't got technical ability, but at the, at the height of what I'd like from a marauding left-back... Sorry, right-back, right-wing-back. Yeah. He hasn't got, like, a, he hasn't got a trick in his locker, Right? But his willingness to be an attacking outlet is what I love. And I feel like he's been fairly reliable going backwards. But what, I see, what he surprised me is that he surprised me with the amount he offers going forward. And he does that without having a particularly good cross, without having a dribble at all, but just his willingness to be there, right? He's committed to yeah. the system. And I think that's what's the most impressive thing. He's committed himself to the system that he's so far to, to the level that it's made him useful. It's made him valuable. Because he's like all right, well, this is I'm going to play. I'm going to understand it, and I'm going to try to make an impact in, in doing so. And that's what he's done, and, and I love that. I love that. That's what's impressed me the most. Like, of all the other players, they're being near enough, like, what we'd expect them to do. He's a different situation because he's come in. None of us, like, anyone who told you that they knew about Emerson Royale before he signed for Tottenham, any Tottenham fan said that they knew about him before he was even linked to us, I personally think is lying, right? But... <laughs> Unless they've got Premier Sport. If I'm, if I'm, and they watch Betis games. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, that obviously tweet us, Shelfpod, um, and let me know. But I don't think that, before he was linked to us, I don't think he's someone that he was on anyone's radar, right? So for him to con- con- contribute as much going forward as he has defensively has been really surprising to me. And I think it's purely because of his commitment to the system. And it just makes me wonder how much we can achieve if everyone buys in. There's some people that, if everyone buys in, is still quite an archaic way of playing. Mourinho is quite an archaic way of playing. And if everyone buys in, you just try not to concede for as long as possible and then hope you can nick one. If everyone buys into that, it's still going to be a negative experience. You're still at the mercy of what if they do score, your plan just goes, goes to crap, all that kind of stuff. Conte seems to have a different approach. So if you can buy into it, hopefully great things can happen. Yeah, and do you know I think who needs to buy in the most? One of the players that need to buy in the most and I'm not sure how it's going to evolve, is, well, I guess it's going to be Romero to the right of Dyer. I guess I'm going to have to be resigned to that. But if, and we don't have Romero up until probably January or February, we need Sanchez or Tanganga. And I see Tanganga do it. He has done it. Not necessarily effectively, but he will take the onus on. I don't see Sanchez doing it as much. But you see with Davies on the left-hand side, the ability to go forward, the ability to overlap the left-sided Region. We're not getting that from the right side so much. Now, Tanganga may one day overlap Royale. I just don't see Sanchez doing it. I'm not sure I see Romero doing that. I see Romero bringing the ball forward and joining midfield. Again, Tanganga will try. I don't see Sanchez doing that. I don't think I don't. I agree with you. I don't see Sanchez doing it. But what I do see Sanchez doing is providing a platform whereby 
Real can continue to go forward. Like, if you're not going to be the one who overlaps, then just be the platform that allows the person to just continue to exploit the space. Like, that's the best you can hope for. And that I don't mind. That I don't mind. No. No, of course. A solid um, platform. It, it will probably just lead to us being more left-side dominant than right-side dominant when we attack. Which That's I'm not I a think. fan of, man. I just don't know why you can't just get the... Why can't you just get the balance? Like, why does it always feel like it has to be... One or the other? Yeah. I think Royale is often left more on his own than, say, Region, And for the reasons you touched on, you've got Sonnet, who starts from there, for sure. Hoybier, who drifts out there. Um, Region, who is there. More is often inside... Um, the right side is centre half isn't going out there and I guess Skip stays at home in the middle mm. more I need to look at a touch map but that's what the eye test tells me that's what it feels like so where you haven't got a trick as a attacking fullback uh, right winger you're more reliant on one twos to get the other side right mm. but you need people close to you in order to do that or you need the diag coming from someone who's dropped deep like a cane. Um, but I think it's an evolution, right? It will come, those patterns of play, like you touched on earlier with on the left-hand side that we're seeing, will have to come on the right-hand side as well. Um, Mora will need to get his passing radar sorted um, more consistently. Yeah, he just... Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know, man. I think I think I think he's more of a funny one for me, man. Because I I know exactly what he brings to the to the team. Yeah. Like that energy, that creativity, just by being a bit disruptive, right? By taking the ball and just being really aggressive with where he's driving forward. It's just you're always left wondering if there was just that little bit more. Like that IQ is a little higher. Is it is it IQ? Is it care in the pass? No, I think it's I'm IQ, man. I think care. it's IQ because, like, even against like and against Leeds, right? There were a couple of times where he burst forward, and the the clearest day the pass was to a regular one was on, and he didn't play yeah. it. In that he stopped, and turned back to pass into congestion. I just couldn't understand why he did it. And maybe he, didn't see him. He's short. Regular short. I mean, nah. I, the thing is, sometimes you have to play into the space where someone, where you hope someone to be, so that they they get them, they get the message and start to be there. Do you see what I mean? Mm, yeah. And he doesn't even do that, so it's like he makes those passes, and you're just like, why, why have you not seen that? Why have you not seen that? Bear in mind, you play with these people in training. You know, you have a hopefully you have a good relationship with them, so you should expect them to be there anyway. I hear you. I'm just gonna caveat. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I'm going to caveat he had three key passes in that game, in the second half. And if, and if, he, and if he had been more aware and had a higher IQ, he would have had 10. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, you threw 10 out there, right? But yeah, he gets on a half turn better than anybody in the team. Yeah, that is, that, yeah. and that's fine. That is fine. And then he drives, then he drives into the space and commits players. So you're right. If his passing IQ was better, range was better, consistency was better, he probably would average four or five key passes a game. Like, in the way he plays, no one gets in the half spaces more than Lucas. At this stage in his career, that's what he should be aiming for. 
Well, yeah, like you say, he's not getting any younger. He's 29, isn't he? That's it. So he should understand the game in the final third and how to deliver. 100%. But if, I guess we've got Norwich on Sunday, right? So Norwich is a home game, another home game. You, you use the terminology winnable game. And let's not kid ourselves. We all know what that means. Yeah. Even though we've been dire and no winnable games have really been winnable for us or they've looked hard work and we haven't really achieved it. But with two wins under our belt, two wins out of two in the league, um, unbeaten in three in the league, dare I say two clean sheets in the league. Mad, 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 mad. <laughs> we go into this game needing three points. We go into this game technically fourth, you know, technically fourth. How do you wear that? We, well, we sit fifth with a game in hand. So let's just say we won that game with before. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are we, actually, are we that's fifth? Mad are we fifth right now? I thought we were sixth. Are we fifth? We're fifth. No, we're sorry. No, we're sixth. You're right. We're sixth. Yeah. However, Arsenal lost today. So if we were to play Burnley tomorrow and won that game, we would leapfrog both Arsenal and West Ham and go into fourth. How mad! is that right so all that to say we have to get the points against Norwich on Sunday given that we've discussed our spine given that Conte doesn't make any changes during the game can you see any changes being made against Norwich what do you think the team's going to be I don't think there are going to be any changes made against Norwich Bearing in mind, we've got Ren the following Thursday, and that's a must-win game if we want to stay in the It is, but I just don't see them make. I don't see him making any changes against against Norwich at all. I don't. Same back five. I think, yeah, I think everyone stays because I think he's trying to. He's trying to still like, make that whole system thing in just like second nature. I think a big part of that is making sure that the personnel that he thinks fits for that purpose they're the ones who are executing the role the best way he sees it so he wants whoever he wants like a uh he wants like a number to look at to look at skip and to look at hobie and see like these are the attributes i need to replicate if i'm going to go and he wants bergwijn to look at lucas and say these are the attributes i need to be committed to if we're if i'm going to get into the side and to do that he needs to continue to play the people who are executing those roles the best way he can i hear you i hear you so i don't, unfortunately i don't think he's going to change it i don't but our fullbacks get through a lot of yards, right? They're going to have to play. Yes, we had the weekend off, granted, but they're literally going to play three lots of 90 minutes. Um, that's 270, in case anyone thinks I don't know my math. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a short window. Right, within eight days, literally. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. So we're not rotating against Wren, we're not rotating against Norwich is what you is what you're thinking. Uh yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll rotate. I really don't think we'll rotate. He doesn't seem to like anybody else apart from this starting eleven, does he? Yeah, and With I the exception and, and of I the right sided centre half. And I have Sorry, real God. reservations about what can be done in January. Because I'm a Tottenham fan, so yeah, we're 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 not buying we're not buying masses and masses of players in January. 
Um, some will have to go out. We will try and buy, but like I said before, we'll probably get a free transfer or two, but they, w- they won't kick in until June. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But man, I don't want the two players who you and I have highlighted being the fullbacks to be burnt out along with Hoybier come the Liverpool game, come the Leicester game, when we need them at their best. And I think others need to learn the system. Like Assessignon, that's the only role he can play is left wing back for us. Yeah. He can't play left back. And left wing, he doesn't have a trick. So it would be good to see the likes of Assessignon. I'm not sure about Matt Doherty. Um... And Tanganga playing right side of centre-half probably doesn't play right wing-back. But it'll be good to see Sessegnon, especially after he got sent off the other day. Yeah, it'll be good to get him, give him the opportunity to to kind of make amends. That would be great to see, for sure. Whether he does get that time or not, I'm not too sure. But like I said, I don't think that in terms of rotation, much is going to happen. I hope I'm wrong, because... Oh, this is some players that I would love to see flourish under Conte. But anyone, Dombele, maybe. <laughs> but I think the most important thing is that these people learn to learn to execute their roles and their positions as soon as possible. And can I just add something else I heard in the week? Yeah, the Celso Conte spoke on Romero's injury, and he spoke on the Celso's injury, and he said he's a good player, and yeah, basically saying he's a good player. I want to work with him. I haven't heard him say anything like that again about Dombele. And I just wonder whether Lo Celso has already leapfrogged Dombele in the pecking order of that midfield two stroke three. I mean, right now, if you can get a tune out of either one of them, I'll take it. I'll take it. I know what my preference would be, but I just want to see someone creative in that midfield. Someone who's not just there looking like they're supposed to be carrying water. Hey, 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 don't knock the water carriers of this world the water carriers the, world cups the water carriers of this world the water carriers of this world have all won world cups whilst they're in, in premier leagues and champions leagues whilst next to creative geniuses ballers that's it if you can name me one water carrier that wasn't next one that one wasn't next to a player brilliant then cool but there you can was, was it Deschamps and Vieira was it no was it Deschamps and Vieira no, it was Petit and Vieira. Deschamps and Zidane was further forward, wasn't it? Yep. No, Deschamps was Deschamps was um, was um, was sitting, but they played as Zidane. Yeah. Kante and drink water. What? When Leicester won the league, it was Kante and drink water and all Brighton. Um. First of all, they completely bypassed. They completely bypassed that <laughs> midfield. It was just counter. Mad well, counter. I gave you an example. Mad counter. Yeah, mad, mad counter attacks. <laughs> I gave you an example. That's what I'm here for. Well, what I guess was well, story that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But then you have Morris in it. That, that's where their creativity came from. Morris. Oh, but he was out on the wing, man. Yeah, exactly. Right, so but... if you have, if you have, if we had someone who's out on the wing who can do that stuff, then it's, it's then it's fine. It's just like we, the other day we were talking about the the fullback stuff, right? It's all right to depend on fullbacks for creativity if you've got someone stupendously creative in your top, in your front three, like as in make something out of nothing, as even as a number ten type creativity. Now we know Kane can drop deep and can play those passes, but he doesn't do what Messi does he doesn't do what Salah does 
Like, these are the kind of players you need if that's going to work. He doesn't do what Sane does, what Nabri does at Bayern. Like, this doesn't work. That's the reason why you can have such great focus on creativity from your wings. Because when you get up top, there's someone who can do that. We don't have that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, I think it's time to um, shout the new cities this week. And I think we've only got one. Because we had Cape Town last week, didn't we? We had Cape Town. Did we not have Cape? There's someone in Cape Town listening to this podcast. They've listened a few times, yeah. Is it? Hey, Cape Town, that's my spiritual home, man. That's my spiritual home. We've got a lot, a lot of love for Cape Town. And why is that, Kwabna? Go on, tell us. Got married out there. Yeah, we spent, know. Spent, we know. spent some time out there, like, uh, for work and stuff. And, you know, listen, great food, great vibe, great bars, restaurants, clubs, great history, great culture, great people. Love Cape Town, man. Love it. So, yeah, shout out you guys, Cape Town. Thanks for listening, man. And let's see. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Host Bro. H-O-L-S-T-E-B-R-O. Re- really got bro. H-O what? H-O-L-S-T-E-B-R-O. Unless that's the bro. I don't know how else you're pronouncing that unless it's Host Bro. I don't know what you're saying, bro. <laughs> so you can just mark me down right now I don't know what the hell's going on with that city but um, thank you very much for listening where is it where is it Denmark Denmark nah never heard of it man been to Denmark though okay. but just never been to host, host oh you had to throw that in you've yeah, been to Denmark me, yeah, yeah me, and you the, didn't go for host, host the people the people, in the, the people in the know I just give the people what they want man uh People, let us know if you want to know the season <laughs> of Shovel too, yeah? At Shovel They do, they do. I know they do. I know they do. I know they do. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. Listen, guys, um, thank you very much for listening. As per usual, please do share the pod. Give the gift of the Shelf pod. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, if you fancy it, want to have a bit of conversation, give us some feedback. You can reach out on Shelf pod on Twitter. We're always happy to hear from you. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review because we give five-star content, so it makes sense. Um, thank you very much for all your interactions. Um, yeah, so that's it from me. So until next time, it's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Lero, before I tell you to run the outro, guys, remember, well, I'm beaten under Conte. In the league. In the league. and that is still a reason to smile because the sun always shines on the south side so Lero please run the outro